Never made it as a wise man I couldn't cut it as a poor man stealing Tired of living like a blind man I'm sick of sight without a sense of feeling And this is how you remind me Hello and welcome back to Is This Still Good? A podcast about things that may or may not still be good. This is another Is Song Still Good? And I've said these words enough that they sound very weird. And the I in this sentence is Sage Bilderback. Hello. The we not in this sentence uh, is Gavin, which is me. And the guest superstar Kickstarter reveal is Garrett. <laughs> oh, shit. That's right. You asked and you gave us money. So uh, we brought my college roommate, Garrett Judy, which all of you know and asked for. And this is a real thing. Yeah. You know, there were pictures of me for those in the Patreon. I mean, I do just send pictures of you to my friends. We constantly. have a Kickstarter and a Patreon that I didn't know about. I'm learning so much. What next? <laughs> if you came to the meetings, you would know. We have meetings? <laughs> oh, my God. I take minutes. I send it to you. Anyway, Garrett's here. Why are you here, Garrett? Why, why, why are you doing this? Because I'm a cool guy. No, but what would you bring to us? I brought Nickelback. <laughs> Sorry. How you remind me. And really, I brought this because I have a question that I would like to aim at the listeners. Um, you pod babies. That's what you call people that listen to podcasts, right? That's what I call the people who write in and complain. Yeah, cool. This is like the second podcast I've listened to besides uh, Retro Legacy Hour. That's old video game music. The question, let's focus, is uh, really side A or side B, which side of the fence are you on? Do you think that How You Remind Me is the Nickelback song? You know, if all of Nickelback got obliterated hypothetically and only one song remained in history, would it be How You Remind Me or be would it be something else, please? Let us know, yeah. fill in those answers, send them to is this podcast still a good podcast at gmail.com. That's not even close to the stillgoodpod at gmail.com. Is side B where the CD is just like flipped and it's just scratching the top? Is that I, the side B of a CD? I didn't know the CD had other tracks on it. I mean, I'm sure it had like a single mix with like three versions of it and like another song that has been buried from history. Gavin, you've you've heard this song before, correct? Yes, I. All right. I I mean, let let's invite Garrett to tell his relationship with it. But I'll, I'll, I'll I I have some memories. They exist. They're out there. Garrett, do you have a strong memory of this song you would like to share with us? Uh, yeah, I can I can mention some of my regrets about the first and only time seeing Nickelback live. Wait, did we see Nickelback together? I don't think okay. so. Wait, have both of you seen Nickelback I'm... separately? I'll get I'll get to that. Yeah. I think while we were still in college together, but we didn't go to the same show. I don't think I went to that show. You know, we went to stuff. You know, we had disturbed and hanging out with grandmas in the mosh pit. Anyways, uh so Nickelback this uh track became super duper popular back in two thousand one. I happened to see them in two thousand four at bumper shoot which uh i was born in 90 so i was about 14 just turned 14 and it wasn't my first concert but i was definitely excited you know uh i was gonna get let loose and just be able to run around with a without a ton of adult supervision and after looking through that big old bumper shoot lineup i really was there to see two bands which was like what i was allowed which was nickelback yahoo and 
puddle of mud. Oh, Hell yes. Is that is that of she hates me fame? Is that who puddle of mud is? Uh, it it sure is. <laughs> and and everyone was involved in that song. You know, it was just like middle fingers up in the air as far as you could see. And being a 14-year-old, I was just like, "Yes. Is this what happens in Seattle?" <laughs> see, like my memories of puddle of mud are a little more blurry. Bravo. I get it. That that's the name of the Thank album, you. right? No, that's a no. That's, that's just another song. song too. Oh, that's just a okay. much better song by Puddle of Mud. So yeah, Nickelback was also at this concert, and the the regret comes years later because sometimes you discover artists at a different pace, and I didn't know who the Pixies were. Which oh shit, <laughs> they headlined Bumper Shoot that year. Oh, no. For some reason, they put them on the poster as Pixies, which I thought was kind of weird. But not the Pixies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just Pixies. Maybe it was a Pixies cover band. <laughs> if if it makes you feel better, Garrett, Sage and I both missed the Pixies recently. Yeah, we too. also fucked up oh. seeing the Pixies. We we went. I, you go, you, uh, man. Okay. So right. we huh? Huh? well, we'll both go huh? at the same time. All right, huh? one, two, three. We went. All right, so basically, <laughs> Pixies. Um, and we assuming that most you know concerts start about like you know you got doors at a certain hour. You got the show at the next hour. We showed up like, you know, an hour after Doors and the Pixies were playing their final song. And I think, Sage, you got to go in and I realized I was carrying my favorite knife on me for like oh, yeah. work purposes. You had to go drop it off And I car. had to walk like the fucking 15 minutes back to my car. So did you completely miss Pixies? Oh my God. I can't. I saw like a song. It fucking sucked. So, I mean, oh, the other so thing of it is like... Pixies and Weezer and Sleigh Bells, actually the band I wanted to see the most there, Ooh, which I, I completely missed. <laughs> Fuck you. God damn it. Pixies were opening for Weezer. And in my head, it was just co-headline. the other way around. Co-headline. Which, mm-hmm. Were they co-headlining? Yeah. All right. I I've seen know. Weezer felt like people three were there times, for Weezer. <laughs> I, I just really wanted to see the Pixies. I mean, I guess I could name more Weezer songs, but like it's it's the Pixies. Anyway, I feel your pain, Garrett. thanks i went to see nickelback in college and it wasn't i didn't go to see nickelback it was like four or five of those genre of of bands there was like shine down breaking benjamin uh one or two others and the nickelback was at the end and for a lot of college i just told people that i left before nickelback and that is not true (laughs) i saw nickelback and it was an adequate show just completely adequate. Wow, the truth comes out. Such strong words. I don't know why I would like deny it. I had already paid for it to go see. Mostly Breaking Benjamin was the one I was excited for. I mean, I, I know why you denied it. Come on. We we were yeah. in college. Everyone was Yeah, and to... <laughs> my entire like after Silver Side Up came out, the rest of I don't I don't okay. Silver Side Re- Up comes quick, out. Is Silver Side Up a Nickelback album? Yeah. It is the album that this is off. Which is actually their third album. Everyone thinks it's their first because like there were no international radio hits. I say international because they are a Canadian band, although at this mm-hmm. point I don't think it matters. Silver Side Up comes out, and I'm in eighth grade, and everyone kind of loved it. Like I never heard anyone talking shit about Nickelback. Until mm-hmm. I think the next album came out, and suddenly everyone hated Nickelback. Yeah, which was two thousand four. We'll get into that because that next album and like the direction Nickelback went is is pretty disappointing. 
Uh, but this song rocks. I think this album rocks a lot, and I can distinctly remember in the dark room hearing it for the third or fourth time, and everyone in the dark room just kind of jammed along to it. And one of the guys who I kind of respected as a music critic in seventh grade, which is just a nonsense sentence, like, yeah, no, this is great. And he specifically said, I can't wait to see what else Nickelback does. Now, just for further clarity, the dark room is a venue or like were you guys all amateur photographers? Okay, so no, we had like a dark room at our middle school. And this whole podcast is really going to reveal how old I am. (laughs) Because my main story with Silver Side Up is, so I grew up fishing. My dad's a commercial fisherman. And around 2000, he installed a cassette player on the boat. And I got two cassettes to take out for the whole summer when we were fishing between probably 8th and ninth grade. And one of them was Silver Side Up. I think the other one was Californication. But Silver Side Up got worn out more because it's... It rocks. (laughs) I'm not going to say it's better than Californication. (laughs) I am going to say I liked it more in 8th grade. Fair. That's definitely the feel of Silver Side Up. Because the whole album is, is... pretty good i kind of think most of the tracks are more enjoyable than how you remind me but it definitely makes sense why that became the big radio hit for them yeah i mean it's i've listened to everything on the album a lot and like it's it's the standout gavin i don't want to step over your story if you have one. no you're golden um i have less of one than you guys i really did not listen to music until maybe eighth grade, maybe college. Like I just had Weird Al and that was really it. Like Weird Al, Dr. Demento albums. My parents kept me very sheltered uh, to pop music. So I missed like all the radio hits of the era. Like I'd hear them in class, like friends would be, like people would be playing them. So I remember hearing these songs, not knowing who these bands were and being really confused. Like my cousin gave me a Creed album who I thought was the same band as like Pearl Jam and Godsmack and P.O.D. and Nickelback. I just, uh, they're all a fucking blur to me, <laughs> which, you know, blur is a different band that I do like and I do listen to still. I was going to um, make another blurry joke, but it's probably redundant <laughs> at this point. But yeah, no. So I, I remember this song. It's it, you, you guys have reminded me of it. I don't hate it. So, but I didn't There's have a joke it. there too. <laughs> it wasn't burned how into did, my how skull. How did we remind you? Guys... <laughs> I felt like that just kind of made it made its own joke. I didn't feel like we really need to call it out, but you know, it's fine. It's too um, bad. <laughs> um, but so, like, I I entirely like confused this song and like that song "Voodoo" by Godsmack. Like, I thought that was by Nickelback for the longest time. Godsmack and Nickelback kind of rhyme, you know, at least in the latter end of those words. Very nice. Yeah, that was a little bit of why I wanted to bring this song, because I thought that other people had forgotten about it, slash forgotten that it was Nickelback, and I asked my manager, Jeff, shoutouts to my manager Jeff, because he grew up with Initial D, what he thought Shout out Jeff. the Nickelback song was, and he told me Photograph was the, the Nickelback song he thought would be remembered. Which is, is a Nickelback song that I've heard of, I think. Yeah, I mean, that is definitely one of their biggest ones. And, like, kind of set the pace for the next album as they do more... I don't... I mean, soft rock is an incorrect... Um, you call it dude bro rock. Dude bro rock, yeah. But, like, the softer, more sensitive edge, which, Gavin, I know you just don't like in general for yep. rock stars, but definitely <laughs> does not work with... 
does not work with Nickelback. Like Photograph, um, Far well, Away. I was listening to like the best of earlier, and like there was a lot of the slower song- rock star. Like those are all garbage made by committee pop rock dude bro songs. I I I do want to take a step back with all the things that you're saying. I feel like you could put on how you remind me pretty like legit, like. I think those are fair criticisms you could le- leverage towards this song as well. It is very earnest. They repeat the words, yeah, 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 repeatedly towards the end of the song. And it is what if, slower. What if I told you they didn't? I know they're kind of saying here, but come on. No, they're saying yet. What? Like, <laughs> Which is right, because it's like, are we having fun yet? Yet, yet. <laughs> Barely sounds like that. I learned that for the first time today. Okay. I don't know if I, I, I don't know if I believe that. I mean, I checked some lyrics and they would disagree with you, but I love it's that you liner went notes. for that. I have the liner notes from the cassette. Oh, wow. do you have the cassette like in your hands right now? Are you holding it close? No. Okay. I would have believed you. This is, this is the magic of podcasting. Don't believe him ever. <laughs> I'm not allowed to lie to you on the internet radio. That is podcast law. It's true. We're a bastion of truth. So jumping back to bands that sounded like Nickelback, my manager said that he thought How You Remind Me came from someone else. Uh, stained is what he said, but really just that general. I remember Stained. If the timelines weren't like screwed up, I think Stained was at. No, no, actually, was, Stained was first. I had yeah. a Stained album too. Didn't they did like a lot of Shades of Gray? Was one of the albums. A, <laughs> I mean, yeah, this does sound very like Aaron Lewisy. Yeah, I ain't mad at that. I'm mad when you think this is God's Mac, because that's just ignorant. <laughs> but like, yeah, it's yeah. a little standy. I mean, I, did God's Mac have another song besides Voodoo? I, I don't actually <laughs> yes. know them either. Voodoo's so far down on the list of yeah, God's Mac hits. Uh, <laughs> Faceless. I want to say Numb. There were a couple of big ones around. Yo. You know what we don't need to do on this podcast about how you remind me is just try to remember the names of God's Mac songs. Now, back to God's Mac. Are they a Christian <laughs> group? Yeah, let's dive into no, this smack no, they are talk not. more. They're, so they're talking about smacking God, not smacking people for not paying attention. It's, really why it's my the title of an Alice in Chains song. God, I hate really? Alice in Chains. Oh, well, my God. And then Soli showed up oh, on like, my God. Texas uh hold them and my dad was like okay you can listen to this they're cool he, he plays poker <laughs> i like that that's that's your that's that's how that's how he uh, the criteria for judging music is whether or not the person plays a good hand so garrett in general like do you like this kind of music or at least did you contemporarily at the time oh is nickelback christian rock no. they're not but i okay. could see how they could get construed with it and yeah i did i mean i came from like the CDs I could easily get my hands on in my CD player from my family and whatnot was like Def Leppard and the Scorpions and, you know, that kind of maybe glitzy, glammy rock. I forgot how much you like Def Leppard. Oh, I do. I mean, nothing against hair metal. Some like foreigner. That fucking rocks. I can't help it. It's in my blood. So so do you, Nickelback, Nickelback pretty soft coming out the gate? or? I mean, they were like comfortable to me at a young age, so Silver Side Up didn't feel super aggressive or super hard or anything you know for middle school it was like this is some good shit man i'm gonna i'm gonna rock out to this and play battlefront for hours and then actually you know someday was the song that i heard off of the next album that made me 
want and actually go and buy the CD. So I did own Silver Side Up. Really? I did own The Long Road. Yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, a family friend was the cool guy that just straight up bought it for me. So I didn't have any feelings in that regard to it. And also when I saw Nickelback, they played most of Silver Side Up. And, you know, it was a good concert. It was, it's still an album that I can enjoy, but I can enjoy music that people kind of grow out of, you know, Three Days Grace, that kind of shit where they're just like, I'm done with it. And I'm like, I don't really get done with music. So there's you a time and a place. You did suggest Three Days Grace when I asked you what you wanted to talk about. And I, I think my reaction was a little snippy. <laughs> I gave you a big list. Come on. You did give me a big list. <laughs> But this was the one that stuck out as like, yeah, I kind of want to defend Nickelback, or at least this album. And there are a few songs I like off of other albums, but like, this album is 10 songs long, which is kind of disrespectful as an album, like, that your songs are four minutes, but well, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I, I, as someone who grew up listening to a lot of punk music, uh, when I did start listening to non-Weird Al stuff, like, those albums range between, like, 28 minutes and 42 minutes. Uh, so, you know, especially in the era of like Blink-182 and pop punk bands being pretty big, 40 minutes is respectable. Mm -hmm. I'll give them it. I kind of want to talk about that time, uh, because despite it being a kind of short album, the song itself, how you remind me, I feel like it's too long. I feel like it could have (laughs) ended at two and a half minutes. I did look up the lyrics and it is... The same thing three times. <laughs> they yeah. probably could have cut out a third of it. <laughs> yeah, by the after the second time, you really feel it where there's no a- addition or like movement change or anything, and they're just like, "Let's run it back again, guys. Get back in there." They just knew it was their like, you know, the song that they come back out on. You know, like, all right, we got, we'll play one more, and you really got to milk that last song. They're just preparing for that arena rock. I wonder if this is, like, their last song. I bet this is the last song of the set, and then they come out for, like, Photograph on Encore or something. But, like, this is... Do you guys know that this is the most played radio song of all the 2000s? I mean, that Mm -hmm. explains a lot. Like, that explains the hate for them, that explains the love for them, and that explains, like, the the turn. You know, because you can love a song a few times. You can love it coming up, you know, every once in a while. But if you're forced to listen to a song over and over again, it's, you know, that's uh, what they did to like that cult Waco. You know, it's it's federal torture. Yeah, they they Waco'd it. Actually, they used Nickelback for that, didn't they? Was this the song? But I will tell you at the Nickelback concert that I went to, it did catch on fire and like a lot of children burned to death under the stage. Oh, God. I'm, I'm so sorry to hear that. That sounds awful. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, Gavin, (laughs) this is the point in the podcast where we like to ask the person who is least familiar what they think the song is about. That's usually Gavin so far. (laughs) Right. I feel like that's right. I want to give one point of credit to Garrett, too, where he he mentioned that he likes he's comfortable enjoying songs longer than a lot of people um, are, I guess, is the word I'm going to go with. Um, And I'm. I'm often, there is that pleasant memory of like hearing a song you haven't heard in a while, which like I was, you know, really not, not mad at hearing the song. Like I haven't heard it in a long time. Uh, It's fun. Like it's got a steady beat. Like I was happy to hear it. 
Um, the last times I've heard Nickelback is, I don't know if anyone, like, Hood Slam. Shout out to, like, Oakland's underground wrestling scene. Oh, damn. <laughs> Joe Brody, whose name I feel like I'm getting wrong, embarrassingly, uh, always came out spraying Axe body spray everywhere to Nickelback and then pouring shots into people's mouths. That's well, brilliant. I feel like that probably wasn't for this song. Do you remember which Nickelback song it was? I don't remember which Nickelback song it is. I just know I'm that. I'm going like, to say Never Again. It's awfully possible. Yeah, it depends on the year. Never Again would work. Uh, animals. <laughs> Like any of those high energy mm-hmm. nonsense Nickelback songs. But yeah, shout out to Joseph Joe Brody. Uh, he comes out like that, and he's just like, when I've seen him in interviews or like him talking about, it, and he's like, part of it is I do like Nickelback, and you know it's about hyping up those parts of you that people cringe at in like a really fun way. And this is a fun song to blast. And that tracks like, with if, Hood Slam. If you get dirty looks, like you know, own it. Have a good time. I'm gonna say. Uh, well, I guess you didn't. Did did you establish the rating system? <laughs> oh, we're not there yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've got. We've got the four. Come to the meetings. <laughs> what, what was the question again? Shit. Well, just what do you think this song is about? <laughs> oh, about you did the contextual. Not that the contextual. At all. No, I, I missed the question. I'm so sorry. Well, I'm assuming that you know he was in someone's life. They'd popped out of his life, and then they came back in a really dick manner, you know, like maybe he was at a family dinner and like his cousin who he used to be close to, but they've fallen out, um, has now shown up with his ex-girlfriend. Oh, damn it, Chad, you'll. <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, wow, really wasn't, didn't want to and didn't expect to have to see either of you with this. I wish I hadn't come. So, you know, just like, I'm assuming the song's petty as fuck, is all I'm saying, I guess, is my reading. Am I right? Garrett, any comment? Well, it's it's hard to talk about it without talking about the music video, because I feel like they tried to nail the feeling. You could, yeah, run into that. Uh, let's talk about the music video, and then I'll tell you what my little bit of research uncovered. It's not mm-hmm. that much deeper than your reading. There's just a little <laughs> bit more accuracy. Okay. Yeah. It's just the specific pettiness. (laughs) So, yeah, we all watched the music video, right? Mm Mm-hmm. All right. I did not. I just, I asked, okay, well, it's very boring. It's his first time. It's a very cliche, boring, (laughs) first time on a podcast. Yeah, it's pretty generic, you know, they've got the band rocking out, they've got a hot babe, and they throw it at you like she left him. And I thought it was an alien who body snatched a woman. That's <laughs> fair. Something about that woman's face. She's got eyebrows that are really weird, and the short hair, and her face is like too slick. So I, I get the alien comparison. Uh, I don't know what she does behind closed doors, and maybe that's what he can't forget. Anyways, she leaves him. It, it's sort of vaguely shown that he's alone, and he's got to sing, and then it cuts to him and the band, and the crowd. And then him thinking about how she left more. And then she shows up, right? She's at the show in the crowd. But he's it's it's more him being on stage and just rocking his song. And then she's like, you know what? I'm out of here. I'm, I'm leaving. And she leaves and makes her way out of the crowd. And that's when she realizes, no, he's the real deal. And she goes back through the crowd. Wait. 
is does she just literally turn around like is there she pauses she has like a moment of silence at the but edge of the but crowd it's just internal yeah she just like is walking and then she turns around yeah you, you can kind of see her like trying to process and then she's like you know what and turns around and goes back through the crowd and now she's into it she's like feeling herself dancing and the music video is basically over by that point yeah, yeah not a not a ton to talk about with the music video it's very much what you think the song is uh and it's kind of disappointing because this was directed by the strauss brothers who did like skyline and alien versus predator requiem i'm not calling either of those good movies but oh, wow. like they're inventive movies with big ideas <laughs> Uh, and so you just think it would like look better or be more imaginative and it, it does not, it just feels like everything I saw on MTV hits like yeah, from I'm, 2000 I'm to, to 2004. The type of like movies that are the type of music videos that song would have been up against at the time too. Cause that sounds pretty low budget. Um, it I mean, it felt I'm, pretty know, low I mean, budget. They had like some shaders and some like I'm slightly different it, like, filters. Yeah. But, well, Nickelback yeah, wasn't the star good. yet. Like, Nickelback was not the biggest band on the planet as they would be a couple months after this video. But he also wrote, even using that loosely. wrote the song to be their big song. A universally understandable, you know, he's like, everyone likes ro- romantic relationships and I gotta get a catchy hook. I mean, if that's true, that definitely tracks because at a certain point, Nickelback does seem like it's written by commu- by committee. Like you definitely hear that with photograph and rock stars. Like, what are people supposed to like, and can I make money from that? Yeah, he's a, um, they're they're a pop grunge group for sure. Is it grunge? I'm, I'm yeah. No, no. Alt rock. <laughs> I I don't know what classification this goes in. I think dude bro rock is as appropriate as, as anything. But he wrote this song. Uh, he just went down to the studio when he was having a fight with the girlfriend he was living with. And he was trying to be just petty and nasty as possible. I mean, this is what I read in an interview with him uh, in Chad Kroger Weekly, which so he's uh, doing, you should he's subscribe doing if you don't. <laughs> Every week, baby. He's pulling that Taylor Swift and just like, you know, really, really pulling on those relationships. When he goes like, baby, yeah. I'm a nightmare de- dressed as a daydream. I don't get that reference, but that is not from this song. <laughs> <laughs> um, just really trying to nail home that Nickelback is is just dude bro Taylor Swift. <laughs> oh, is that a Taylor Swift? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not like you to say sorry. <laughs> I was waiting on a different story. This time I'm mistaken for handing you a heart worth breaking. So poetry. Yeah, not the deepest thing, but like there does feel fun. like a level yeah. of like anger and pettiness, which has authenticity in it. Yeah, that line is still kind of got some oomph i felt like it was the the line that everyone misheard for many years what did people what what did you think or what have you heard well you know it's just kind of like a mishmash like it was was hard to figure out (laughs) well now it sounds like (laughs) (laughs) i see where your mind's at all right i don't i don't know how much more there is to talk specifically about how you remind me except that Legacy wise, again, biggest song of the 2000s. Nickelback, probably, if this wasn't a hit, if this album didn't sell well, there'd be no Nickelback. I don't know if the world would be better or worse for that. But uh, this was kind of their one and a half chance. Like the studio had put out two albums, but if this wasn't a hit, like Nickelback's pretty much done. I like that you do open up like the question is Nickelback 
neutral good, neutral evil. <laughs> That's uh, our rating system. <laughs> chaotic evil, chaotic good. I want to say chaotic, uh, neutral evil, honestly. <laughs> I would have given them a neutral evil. neutral, but if that's a you, thing. You think Nickelback's true neutral? I think they're true neutral. Hell like, no. I think they've I think they've I'm I'm willing to guess that they've really helped some people through some things. Like because those lyrics are kind of both poignant and empty. Well they did like, pay back their stepdad after spending, <laughs> you know, part of the portion on magic mushrooms. <laughs> I mean it's part of the creative process, I get it. Yeah, that's just that's garage rock law. This is not Garage Rock. <laughs> the two albums is, before this are... I quite enjoy. <laughs> the two albums before this really pretty much are Garage Rock. Um, so it's not okay. like as big a reinvention as, you know, Beastie Boys or something, but it is, you know, how do we... How do we go from Garage Rock to something that makes money so more than Gavin will listen to it? <laughs> Final judgments? I mean, that personal attack is valid. I'll let it lie. <laughs> um... Uh, I'll go first. Sure. Why not? Um, so our rating system is, is this still good? No, but, but, but. Is song still good? Is this better as a memory? Is song better as a melody? Or should we bury this in the ground and never speak of it again? Just that. Burn it on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to give this a, you know, maybe a better as a memory. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a great song. It's fine. Like it's fun. Um, it's, it's pop music. Like it's, it's chill. I would not want to listen to it like more than once in a day for sure. Probably more than once in like quite a few days. But I didn't that hate going back listening fair. to it. <laughs> you don't want to listen to it ten times in a row as you drive home to get yeah, there in time for a podcast. And that's the thing, like that radio, like it's not Taylor having Swift. it be a radio hit. Oof. <laughs> I mean, I do think there are songs on this album I like more simply because I have heard them less times in my life. Because, you know, I wore, I broke this cassette, like I wore it down, but I still heard How You Remind Me more than anything else because that was the big radio hit. Like Too Bad and Never Again got a lot of play, but nothing in my life has gotten as much radio play as How You Remind Me, I don't think. I think, I think right. it's still good. I think it's a good song and I don't think Whoa. there's anything about it looking back that like, oh, actually this is dumb. Um, I don't love any time a song stops and goes like, yeah, for a little bit. And I felt a little bit better knowing that it's yet. Um, also, fun fact, the <laughs> are we having fun yet always just reminds me of uh, Party Down. <laughs> so Party that's Down like movie a little inherent goodwill. <laughs> that's a good question. Adam's Let's bring that back. All yeah. my money. Now that, now that we have, you know, now that we've brought back Clone High, uh, everybody. We did in. do that. <laughs> because, of, because of you, you, you listeners out there, Clone High is back. Let's let's get party down back. Um, Garrett, what's your final judgment? Yeah, I gotta go for the memory because it's pretty okay to be forgotten. You know, if I do listen to Silver Side Up once in a, a year or two for the old school good jams, this is kind of the track that I wanna skip. It it did its job. You know, we all heard it a bajillion times back in the day. It was it was big enough for them to become a giant famous band that everyone got sick of. But it didn't ruin, you know, the the growing up with it. I think that it was still a pretty good time that we all had, and I'm gonna keep it as a memory. All right, two out of three. I guess it goes in the memory bin uh, to pull out when we're feeling wistful and nostalgic. 
Do you have a song that you like more on this album? I kind of got to go for Never Again. Fair enough. Just an upbeat, fun song about domestic abuse. I mean, yeah, sorry. I mean, the lyrics are not always the best part of a Nickelback song. I'll give you that. (laughs) Bold statement. (laughs) But yeah, there's just some old school. Except for animals. Yeah, at that point, uh, The Long Road was kind of what I considered to be the last great Nickelback album. I'm sorry to even say that. I know that's like blasphemy, but uh, I still occasionally will give it to Silverside Up and The Long Road. And anything after that, you know, all bets are off. Yeah, at a certain point, Nickelback started sounding like a cross between U2 and Katy Perry. That that's, sounds apt. Like, honestly, that, that makes complete sense to me for Nickelback as a totality. Yeah, I don't know. I, I went and listened to, like, the greatest hits. So, like, you could clearly see, like, the change in their sound as they just chase the money. Gavin, what are some songs you like more than this that kind of stick in the dude bro genre? See... That's the problem with this genre for me is like, like you stated, I'm not a huge fan of just mostly this style of singing really gets to me pretty fast. Um, It's really difficult for me to sit with these kind of songs. So they all kind of blend together for me. Have you never had the, have you never been serenaded by Sage with a guitar? Uh <laughs> My, You've never I, been I, woken I, up at 1 a.m. with a song written about you? I stand, stand by what I said. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, I'm trying to think of like songs I like more, but like, I, you know, to me, they're all kind of fine. Like, I, I didn't hate She Fucking Hates Me. Uh, I had a POD a album, banger. I think, that like someone gave me that whatever their big song was fine. Satellite, I think. Satellite's was enjoyable. Great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Alive is probably the biggest there. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm a big POD fan. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Some of that Christian rap rock. <laughs> and that's what... Like, go to town. You know, oh, again, I did have a POD cassette. That was the other one that I put <laughs> in the... It. it was POD and Nickelback, so I can't give you too much shit for comparing them. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, Sage, what, give me yours, and I'll, I'll either piggyback or, like, say you're wrong aggressively. Um, I'll go with, uh, I'll go with some of like Breaking Benjamin or Shine Down. Those are fresh on my mind because I wanted to see them at the same concert. Uh, see, I don't know who those bands are. So Cold, Breaking Benjamin. Like that just seems like the best version of taking these segment elements and making a song. Or, you know, So Cold by Crossfade. Crossfade, Cold. That was going to be my next thing. Uh, I don't even feel good comparing Crossfade to Nickelback because I love Crossfade so much. Not as much as you, Garrett. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. I agree with you. But like legit going to that Crossfade show uh, was much better than any any one of these sets in this Nickelback uh, concert. Uh, Garrett, same question, and that'll take us out. Uh, other good dude bros. I mean, uh, who's your favorite dude, bro? I, uh, man, I mean, if you're just, it's the bands, you know, the three days grace and the break Benjamins and the old shine downs. And I could get on with a lot of that, that stuff. Uh, your seethers. Yeah. I actually oh. listened to, what was it? Karma in effect a couple of weeks ago. So I had a seether album. I remember them. I enjoyed that album. Uh, is like Bush the same? That feels like the same genre. Bush is a lot earlier. Um, yeah, I never I liked Bush. Bush. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go with Bush. Glycerin, better. Er, yeah, better song. 
All right. Well, this has been Naming Things with Save to Gavin. <laughs> Garrett, can we find you anywhere on the internet? Do you want to be found? Do you want to plug anything? You could follow me on Instagram if you want. That's a No Booty Judy. But really, my plug is for Rain City Slam. Because even though we're in the middle of a crazy time, the Rain City Slam has continued to do poetry by going to the internet. Whoa, Discord, yeah. yeah. If you check the Instagram... For Rain City Slam, they post links and daily writing prompts. So if you want to hear some poetry, whether that be just a haiku that you wrote once again in a mosh pit of Disturbed Show, <laughs> old school shoutouts. Jesus Christ, I remember that. We or, used to, just for some context, we used to just write a shit ton of haikus, and I had biters full of haikus, and we did a lot of those at metal shows. <laughs> Yeah, we found some interesting people that were just like, oh, I'll try and write a haiku right now on the spot, and it was amazing. If you um, still have any of those, I would wild. 100% do mini-sodes of just haikus many. we wrote in college. All right. Yeah, I have a we'll bunch because up. of uh, poetry shows having haiku competitions, and then I needed to break them out. So yeah, if you want to do haiku or other poetry or stuff that you wrote and you don't know what to call it, you can come to Rain City Slam, jump in the Discord. There's an open mic uh it's every single Wednesday, sorry, uh, from 7 p.m. until about 9 p.m., maybe 10 p.m., whatever. That's my plug, Rain City Slam. Cool shit. Hell yeah. Do we need to plug anything? I feel at this point people know who we are, and you can find us here. Do you, do you have playlists on Spotify that you want to like tell people to look you up and mm-hmm. judge you for that? I suppose I have a couple playlists we're working on a cooking playlist which is just like dad music stuff you could drink in a lawn with a beer in your hand that tends to be our good cooking music oh man i i dated a girl recently who was probably a little too young for me and she would literally describe nickelback as dad rock i i i'm i'm the same age as you and i feel like nickelback is dad rock Hey, can we make a different podcast where I can hear the rest of this dating story? All right. Well, thank, thank you, you for so joining. Much. <laughs> Always a pleasure, Garrett. Come back anytime. Knock hey, first. thanks for having me. Are we having fun yet? <laughs> <laughs> Right? From those commercials? Beer commercials. Right?